Cal and KO. We're brought to you by Anchor, and we're back after a long, 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 long ass hiatus of posting shows. We apologize to our faithful listener, all three of you out there, I guess. Um, you know, it's just been a, it's been a little busy stretch going on between birthdays and anniversaries, and people getting married and work and KOs living two hours away. Uh, we just had a lot going on, but we have been recording. I'm off myself. I've been holding on to some stuff that we've recorded because I'm a hoarder and I just hold on to way too much material. Uh, but nonetheless, we apologize and we're going to start posting this stuff and getting it back out there ASAP. Uh, so the stuff I've got with KO is going to be some best of stuff. But, you know, in the meantime, I'll talk some current stuff. I do got to catch up on NBA basketball. Last time we left off, it was still the conference finals, so I'll give my recap of the conference finals and the NBA finals now that it's all done and we know the results and we can move forward talking about the NBA offseason. I was having a hard time cracking the mic during the playoffs being a Warriors fan and I didn't want to get on a mic and say some shit to jinx my team and jeopardize their chances, uh, so I really just stayed mute and quiet and waited for all of this shit to play out. And now that it's over, I'll give my opinions on it. And we can go back and check some of the other uh, predictions and, and see how right or wrong I was and some of the other listeners were on certain subjects. So we'll definitely talk basketball. And then, you know, we'll see what other footage we got going on. We got some sports to talk about. Now that basketball's over, I can talk baseball, which I'm a big Giants fan, big baseball fan, and baseball's looking good. Some It's a lot going on in baseball. We'll be able to start focusing in on that moving forward as well. Uh, excited to be back, cracking a mic, and uh, hopefully you guys come back and check on with us, check in with us on a more frequent basis as I get better at not hoarding information and getting it out in a more timely fashion this is cal and ko we are always brought to you by anchor and we'll be right back all right let's talk hoops first the last place we left off when we were talking basketball and the playoffs we were about two games in to each of the conference finals so let's pick up there keep it pushing move into the off season and go from there um eastern conference first the Cavs. And the Celtics, Boston goes up two games to none in this series. They had home court advantage, so they won the first two games at home. And at that point, with Cleveland down 0-2, I, just like everybody else, was questioning whether or not this was going to be LeBron's, the end of LeBron's reign as the king of the Eastern Conference. Um, I'll touch on that a little later in uh, my After Further Review segment. But I was one of those people, especially after what happened to them in Indiana, the Indiana series being tested. I didn't know. But what Cleveland does is they go home and then they defend home court. They win their two games and they get right back into the series and it's 2-2. That was Boston's thing all year. They could not play on the road in the playoffs and they were up and down. I mean, Brad Stevens could only do so much with a team that's constantly getting hurt. But he's an excellent coach and his players were playing hard. But they're young and inexperienced, and you're ro- and they're basically role players in the starting lineup because everybody's hurt, and your role players don't normally ball out on the road. So Cleveland gets back in the series, and it's two-two. Boston goes back home and wins Game Five. It's three-two. So 
What's going to happen? Can Boston close them out in Game 6? Absolutely not. Cleveland goes home and they defend their home court. Game 6, LeBron balls. LeBron's been balling the whole series. LeBron's been balling the entire playoffs. That's no surprise to anybody because he doesn't have any help on the team. So the numbers he had been putting up all playoffs were absolutely video game worthy type shit. It was amazing. Um, But he balls out in game six. And now you have a critical game seven in Boston with the greatest player in the world against a very talented young team. And the greatest player in the world did what he was supposed to do. Well, what he absolutely had to do, he played like all 48 minutes, didn't take a break. Because he knew that if he taken had taken a break, his team would have lost that game. So the greatest player in the world in a winner-take-all game came out on top. And, you know, Cleveland goes back to the NBA Finals. And it's the first time for Boston in the, hit the franchise's entire history that they were up two games to zip in a series. And then they went on to lose that series. And the Celtics have the most NBA championships at out of any team in the NBA so for them to have that many titles be that playoff experience throughout the history of the NBA and have never blown a 2-0 series says something about LeBron granted he didn't do it against Bill Russell or Larry Bird or no shit like that but you know put some respect on the man's name for what he was able to do to a historic franchise moving on to the Western Conference My dubs, the number two seed going against the Houston Rockets, which everybody figured was going to be the real NBA Finals because they were the two best teams in the league, hands down. And Golden State took game one. And I remember after they took game one and I heard Dan Tony and I heard James Harden basically saying, no, we're going to keep doing what we what we do. You know, we're not changing up what we do. We're just going to do it better. And I'm like, man, that's why they're going to lose. That's why they're going to lose. But then Houston came out in game two when they did switch it up. There was more ball movement than ISO, and they caught the dubs off guard, and there was a 1-1 series tie after two. But Golden State take takes game three. That's the first game back in the Oracle because Houston's the home court advantage. They're the number one seed in the playoffs, which is a first for Golden State to be in a playoff series where they're not the team with home court advantage. This was the first time in the Steve Kerr era that this had happened. So Golden State goes and they take game three in Oracle. It's a blowout. But in that game, Iguodala got hurt and that changed up the series. Houston got beat by 42 and then Iggy gets hurt. That's a problem. But game four, Houston wins it. CP3 was absolutely clutch. Houston wins game four and five. But we'll start with game four. Game four in Oracle Chris Paul was playing bananas. I think he he hit a shot over Steph and then looked at Steph and then hit him with the Steph Curry shimmy. Like, he was feeling himself that game. He single-handedly not only kept Houston in the game in game four, but he won it for him because Harden wasn't balling. The role players weren't really doing this thing, and he just time and time again kept making clutch shots. He did that in game four to tie the series 2-2. He did that in game five in Houston to win that game for them but at the end of game five Chris Paul got hurt and that was a a series changer as well because Golden State now down 3-2 has to beat Houston in game six at Oracle which I think they're going to do that whether Chris Paul's there or not I just believe that my heart of hearts call it you know fan blindness whatever 
But you, uh, Golden State has to win Game Six and Seven. Game Seven being on the road, which is something they haven't done in the playoffs. And now Chris Paul with the strained hamstring isn't playing. So Golden State does what they're supposed to do. They beat the Rockets in Game Six. They beat the Rockets in Game Seven in Houston, and they move on to the NBA Finals. Now I know a lot of people are going to say that the Rockets would have won that series if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, and I can see that. And I, I, I can actually see that. I'm not even going to sit here and just try to lie and, and make a whole bunch of reasons like, nah, Dubs would have won. In my heart of hearts, I believe they would have won. But what Chris Paul did to them in Game Four and Five. There's no reason to believe that he wouldn't have done some of that in six or seven. But we didn't have Iguodala being the Warriors. And that you guys keep forgetting that part of it. You know, when Iguodala was in the lineup, Houston got beat by 42 points. But once he got hurt, then we lose the next two games. So take that into account as well. But nonetheless, the Dubs, Cavs going back to the NBA Finals for the fourth straight season. And that's never happened in any of the professional sports ever that the same two teams have made it four straight years. Some people were bored with it, and it ended up being a boring-ass NBA Finals because it was a four-games-to-nothing sweep, and the Dubs got to take them brooms out. Game 1 MVP, NBA Finals, we all know it's J.R. Smith. The offensive rebound and then running out the clock and forgetting about the timeout. Um... He is the Warriors MVP, and they made sure to let him know it at the start of game two when they booed every single Cavs player that was playing that they announced. And then when J.R. Smith got announced, they started chanting MVP for him. The Oracle fans were off the chain for that one. It was a beautiful thing. KD balled. Steph Curry balled. He set an NBA record for... um, with nine three-pointers made in one game, NBA Finals game, but then he came back the next game, you know, like he threw the ball at the ground and missed. He was like so fucking off in the other game, but the shot he made was important, and KD happened to ball out that game and saved them with like 44 points. It was a, it was a, it was a four it was a four-game series. It was a sweep. Dubs got to take out the brooms on the King. I thought it was going to go five just thinking that LeBron's going to be able to steal one game. But then when you really look at it, it went five games last year and they had Kyrie Irving. In the one game that the Cavs did win last year, they had to set NBA records for, you know, field goal percentage and three-pointers made and points made in a half and points made in a quarter. And the Dubs had to be shooting hella bad for them to even win one game last year. So I guess the sweep was fitting. They got the brooms out on King James. Dubs, once again, champions. Three titles in four years. I never thought I'd see the Dubs win one. It's, it's kind of weird to consider the Warriors the title town of the NBA. But oh boy, I'll take it. If I say warriors, warriors. If I say warriors, warriors. If I say warriors, warriors. Warriors, 
Scally KO. We're brought to you by Anchor. We'll be right back. We'll go into uh, NBA offseason. NBA season is finally done. Dubs, three-time champions in four years. Got that back-to-back on them like Drake. Shout out to Pusha T. But now it's the fun part of the NBA season. It's the NBA offseason where us fans get to sit here and talk and, and speculate about what we think, what we hope is going to happen in the offseason. This is a beautiful time and I don't have any answers. I'm a fan just like everybody else. But I got questions and I want to hear from you guys. So you make sure you reach out to us over here at, at Anchor. This is Cal and KO. We're brought to you by Anchor. You can go to the Facebook page and check us over there. The Facebook page name is The Free Agents. Shout out to CS Keys. And then make sure you let us know what you want to do. We're on other platforms, but if you want us to get it immediately, please go find the Anchor app, download it, and then hit us up directly from there. You can actually call into the show and tell us what you think is going to happen with this NBA offseason. Let's start up top. Question number one, what's going to happen with King James? LeBron is a free agent. He just took a team full of scrubs to the NBA Finals. For the eighth straight time, he was in the NBA Finals. Never been done by somebody that wasn't a Boston Celtic. But what's he going to do? Does he stay in Cleveland where he has all the power and control? He's pretty much... he's, He's... the puppeteer of the owner hey go spend this money and go buy this person okay he's the gm because he's calling the shots on who he wants to play with and you know he's got tyloo in his pocket and he's coaching everybody on the court so in my opinion why give that up you just showed your greatness by taking a squad full of scrubs to the nba finals you could easily tell dan gilbert to go spend some more money And bring in somebody else of your choosing, LeBron, and pay the luxury tax like he's been doing just to keep you happy and keep you there. What is going to happen with LeBron? Of course, there are other teams that are in the mix. Um, And I guess when we get into the team part of it, you know, we can go other ways. But does he stay in the East? Does he go to the West? Of course, there's obvious choices like Houston, where he's cool with CP3. Everybody on the West Coast assumes he's going to go to the Lakers just because it's the Lakers. We'll see what happens with that. But LeBron, King, what you going to do, man? It's offseason. Let us know what you do. Just don't make another decision because that would be all to the bad if you did. I don't want to see people burning your jerseys. That's kind of disrespectful. What's going on in San Antonio? Kawhi Leonard. What's going to happen with Kawhi Leonard? Him and Popovich, are they going to talk it out? They're going to get good? Are they going to sign Kawhi to the max deal, or are they going to let him play this last year of his contract? Are they going to trade him before the deadline? If so, where? Like, what the heck's going on in San Antonio, man? Like, San Antonio's been the staple organization for a while for keeping everybody cool and happy, and Pop's a good coach. So to hear of any friction and drama out of San Antonio just seems a little weird. But they run a tight ship. They run a cool ship. Pop's a cool dude. Kawhi... He's a San Diego State alum like myself. I've actually met him, been around him a few times, and I've never heard him speak. You know what I mean? I got a handshake. He got a big-ass hand. I'm just saying, 
I don't know what Kawhi's I don't know what Kawhi's thinking. We don't know that. What's going to happen with San Antonio? And if they do trade Kawhi, what do you guys think would be a good landing spot for Kawhi? I think anywhere just because he's that good, so he's going to make any team better. But where do you guys want to see Kawhi go if it's not San Antonio? PG-13, he went from the Pacers, he went to OKC, played with Russ, played with Melo. They were part of the big three, uh, the OKC3 or OK3. I don't know what the hell they called them. He was part of that. They were all right. But he's a free agent. He's mentioned going home to L.A. and playing for the Lakers, which is his lifelong dream. Will that happen? We don't know. Is he going to stay with and play in OKC with Russ, where he had to sacrifice so much to play with Russ? And that what was going on over there. I thought they had the right formula in OKC, but with as far as three stars that could put up buckets and some solid role players, but I was hella wrong. That didn't work out. PG-13, where the hell you gonna go, man? I'm curious. Just hit me up if you want to. You can you can download the app, too. Cal KO, Anchor, all at your boys. CP3, Houston's already said that they plan on re-signing him. He's a big priority to them, but they also have to spend money on Clint Capella. That's gonna be expensive. Houston's got the bread to do it. They can go ahead and write these checks and pay the luxury tax if they want to. Or does he do a sign and trade? Does he go somewhere else where he might be able to play with LeBron? I mean, if Houston can't bring LeBron there, then does CP3 work something out to where maybe he goes to Cleveland? I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching right here like most Laker fans do. But what the hell's going to happen? You know, does he work something out to get Paul George to come to Houston? I, I, this is crazy about this whole free agency now because these guys are all cool with each other and then they talk when they have these opportunities and more power to them if they have the leverage as players use that shit so but it's cool and weird to see these guys that compete on a nightly basis then hit each other up and be like yo man i'd love it if you came and played with me dog why don't you come on over here and kick it like we, we could do some beautiful things it's kind of weird but more power to him. So that makes all of these scenarios to me interesting just because it comes down not just to it used to just be you had to think about the coach and the scheme and if he's going to play well on the court like the chemistry on the court. Now it's oh man, he played with that guy and and they didn't ha- they they didn't get along. Or him and that guy go back since middle school and they want to play together and they're homies and that kind of shit they got the same agent Uh, different things play into part now i wonder what's gonna happen and then one that i'm really interested in seeing moving going back into the list is boogie cousins he tore his achilles uh the boogie and the brow what they were doing in new orleans was pretty solid that's a twin tower problem they're running four or five pick and rolls they're doing some good things down there and then on top of that what you saw in the playoffs from new orleans with Drew Holiday and Rajon Rondo balling and being a very good backcourt and also playing well with Anthony Davis. Do they bring Boogie back in to have four pretty solid things? Then you need a wing. You get a three. He's coming off of an Achilles injury. That's a big deal for a big man. Not many people recover fully from that and get all of their explosiveness back. So do they take that chance on him? 
does New Orleans move on from Boogie and go try to get a wing? Because from what I saw in the playoffs, if you have Rondo, Drew Holiday as a very solid backcourt, and then maybe go get a wing like a Paul George or a Kawhi Leonard, and then you go ahead and have a solid one, two, three with Anthony Davis that can play the four or five, then it shit, you're doing some beautiful things right there. Boogie Cousins, I'm a big fan of his game. Hopefully he comes back healthy. Hopefully the injury did not mess up his opportunity to get them big dollars because he deserves it. He paid his dues playing for a shit squad in Sacramento. And quite honestly, they need to pay the man. Uh, But where does he go? Does he go to L.A.? It's going to be interesting to see. And that's what I want to hear from you guys. I know you guys are listening to radio, sports radio from all around the country. So let me know what's being talked about in your areas, what you're hearing is going to happen when it comes to these free agency moves. All right, let's move on from free agent players in the NBA offseason to some of the teams and what the specific teams might make moves on. Um, and let's start with the East. Just uh, I don't know why. Just start with the East. And let's start with the Celtics. They already got a young, talented squad. Eastern Conference Finals took LeBron James to seven games. No Kyrie. No Gordon Hayward. You saw the talent they got. The coach is good. What moves do they make, if any? Do they go spend money to bring in a free agent? Do they trade some of their young talent to bring in somebody that's closer to their prime? mess up some of that chemistry what do you guys think about that some people are talking about LeBron going to play for the Celtics which there's absolutely no way he could play for the Celtics with Kyrie there that's just my opinion on that now does Danny Ainge now trade Kyrie Irving to bring in LeBron James like Danny Ainge is fucking cutthroat enough to do something like that but why would you what Boston's got going on in my opinion is a very good thing of young talent two guys that are stars they just happen to be hurt why do you bring in somebody that's in their 16th season in the league that's a short term that's that's short term type shit they're working on winning for multiple years and they're on the right course to do that in my opinion why break some of that up to then bring in LeBron and have a very short span of success look look what Miami looks like now you know they cashed all in and brought Braun and Bosch down there and it paid out four times they got to the NBA finals two times they got titles but now look at what that team is like without LeBron and how and the effects of them putting it all in on that move to now suffer in the long term I hope Boston doesn't do it that's just my honest opinion And then same with the second team in the East that I bring up, Philly. The process is working. Ben Simmons is a young LeBron. He has the same jump shot problems that LeBron had when he first came in. Probably a little bit worse. But you see what he's working with. And you see what Embiid is about. I feel like they could go get some people. They could make free agent moves that would definitely help their squad be better and complement their squad they can bring in the right veteran or another young guy to help I don't think LeBron's the guy for Philly but they could do that what if what if Philly goes and gets PG-13 to go with Simmons and Reddick so now you got Simmons running 
the point guard. He doesn't have to be point forward. He's actually out there point guard. And you got Redick at the two. And now you've got a true three. Legit wingman, Paul George, right there. Or you make a trade for Kawhi Leonard. It could go either way. So then you've got that. And then you've got Embiid at the four. Covington's no joke. And they just signed him to a pretty solid deal during the season. Shit, what the, what's, what's Philly going to do? They, they, they're they on the right course. Do they do something to... Do they make a move and jeopardize it? Maybe. Or do they continue to trust the process? No pun. Well, all the pun intended. And just do what they do. They're not there, but there's growing pains to it, and they showed a lot of progress. Moving on to another team, Milwaukee, the Greek freak continues to get better. They've got great talent. They're just young. They're they're making moves. What do the Bucks do? I don't really feel like they don't have anybody crazy signed on their on their squad. They're young guys. So they should be under the cap to where they could go spend money and get somebody if they wanted to. They're an up-and-coming team. A veteran would do them well. Does Milwaukee make any moves? Let's go to the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, the Toronto Raptors. Man, they got to do something. In my opinion, they got to blow the shit up because it ain't working with Lowry and DeRozan. And then your two prominent dominant players being in the backcourt. And there's another team. There's a couple teams that are like this that have a great one-two punch in the backcourt, but then all of the rest of the role players at the three, four, five position are just role players. And you need somebody that's hella good at the three or the four, in my opinion, in my opinion, to else to complement your one and two, because you get in a series. If the best player on on the other team happens to be a three. Then there's nothing DeRozan and Lowry can do about it, which is why they continue to lose to LeBron James. And once they lost that first game in Toronto, the way they lost that first game in Toronto, you knew they were done and you knew they were going to get swept. And they did. And they were the number one seed. This was the year that Toronto was supposed to be. This was their year. We figured it out and we're deep and we're, we're going to beat LeBron. They couldn't beat LeBron. And LeBron traded in his team at the trade deadline. So he was working with a completely different squad and still was able to beat the number one seed. So in my opinion, I think Toronto has to do something different. They've already started by firing the coach. That's step one. Always. That's an easy way out. But it's not always just the coach. And the coach did fuck some shit up in that series. You know, he was. Yeah, we won't get into that because we're talking offseason. We're talking offseason. We don't want to play Monday evening quarterback. So moving forward, what does Toronto do? We'll see. Do they have money? You guys let me know. Anybody listening up there in Toronto up in the 66666? Get your boy. Cali KO brought to you by Anchor. The Cavs. We know what the Cavs are going to do. They're going to do whatever the hell LeBron James says. So that's fairly simple and then the fate of the Cavs is all based off of what LeBron James does from there I feel like LeBron should stay he's got all the control there he should stay there because certain teams that fans may want to see him go to he might not have that type of pool that type of clout yeah he's the best player in the game but some teams will let you know that you know you're part of this franchise you are not the 
franchise. LeBron is the Cleveland franchise. If he goes to LA, Magic or Genie Bus could easily point at, you know, what is it, 17 championship banners hanging in the Raptors and go, look, man, we got all those without you. So you come in here to be a part of something. You ain't coming here to be calling the shots and telling us what to do and telling us how to do our job. Popovich has been a Hall of Fame coach. Like five titles without LeBron. <laughs> what? So does he have that pool if he goes somewhere else? I think I think the Cavs, if they're smart, should say, LeBron, we will bring in whoever you want. They've done it before, but they just got to keep doing it. We are where you need to be. Shit, Dan Gilbert should probably give him part ownership in the team like right now, right now. I know that's illegal, but I'm just saying he should find a way to make that shit happen. But the Cavs fate all depends on LeBron James. And then moving forward, the Washington Wizards, a team that is kind of like the Toronto Raptors to me. You know, their dynamic players are the ones and two with Wall and Bill and then everybody else. They're solid. They're they're pretty cool. The Morris kids dope. Kelly Oubre, I like his game. He's pretty dope as well. Uh, Otto Porter, dope. But when are they going to figure it out? Are they going to bring somebody else in? Do they have the money to bring somebody else in? Because their money's in the backcourt, as as I know it right now. But what's going on? What moves are they going to make, if any? There's a lot of sign-and-trade type of stuff that could happen. Does anybody think that they could possibly pull one off? Let's get over to the west side, Western Conference. Let's start with the number one C, Houston Rockets. What the hell is Houston going to do? They already said CP3 is a priority. They said Clint Capella is a priority. But they also know that LeBron James is out there. Do they have the trade material to then somehow be able to work a sign and trade to bring somebody else in to help their squad? They're already spending hella money to have the people that they have right now. Do they have the assets to make some type of trade to then upgrade that team? What will Houston do? We don't know. The New Orleans Pelicans, I talked about it a little earlier when I was bringing up Boogie. I feel like they've got a good thing going on, in my opinion. Rondo's a veteran point guard. Drew Holiday is a very good backcourt partner. They go well, and he's got size, and he can bully some other guys. Uh, They have a problem at the three, but if they have Boogie and the Brow running the four and the five, that creates a problem for pretty much every team in the NBA. Everybody likes to stay around the perimeter and run fast and shoot threes. Those guys have a very diverse game and they can play multiple positions. They have a lot of skill sets, but maybe they're a slower team with those two guys on the court. So does New Orleans bring back Boogie and spend money on him coming off an Achilles injury? Or do they say we have a very good 4-5 combo player in Anthony Davis We have Rondo and Drew. What we need is somebody that is a dope, bad muff at the three. And then do they make a move for Paul George? Do they make a a pitch at Kawhi Leonard? What... There's options out there. What does New Orleans do? I think that that would be an interesting... That's an interesting team. They can make moves. And Alvin Gentry, with his fast-paced offense over there, trying to get as many possessions as he can, kind of like the Dubs, he's on to something. And if they find the right piece, they could really ball out. Now, I know everybody wants me to talk about the Lakers, so we can go ahead and talk about the Lakers. Let's talk about the Lakers. They've got talent. 
They've got money They've got Magic Johnson Calling shots So That lines up for them to have A very good NBA offseason as a franchise Right It depends on who they go for in my opinion Everybody already is talking LeBron James to the Lakers LeBron James to the Lakers Um, And I should have probably touched on this a little earlier When I was talking about LeBron But part of what I think is going to make LeBron's decision tougher this time Are the things off the court now At first it was the decisions on the court He wanted to go to Miami to win titles He hadn't won titles So he went to Miami to win titles And then he felt like he needed to come back to Cleveland And deliver Cleveland a title And he did that But now what I think the situ- Those are all on the court things He needed to settle up And he settled that up But now I think what's going to play into part for LeBron If he goes anywhere outside of Cleveland Is his family His kids are now at a certain age His, you know, the fa- All of the family stuff About moving them And where they're at in school Things of that nature Are going to play more of a part And yes he has a house in LA But that's also the house that got vandalized with people in that community dropping in bombs on spray painted on his gate. So if the family is his big concern in this off season, is LA really the move for you? That could still be the vacation house. I think where he's comfortable, where his kids are at in school, where his kids feel like moving, where his wife wants to move, of course, will all play more into part where LeBron James goes more so than the team. In my humble opinion That's why I count LeBron James out From the LA Lakers But I think they have the most solid shot Ever at getting Paul George And if you add Paul George to what is already A very talented team You don't have to really break up What they have going You are adding somebody that can come in And add to that and complement that Not necessarily you know, stunt their growth as LeBron James has done with some of his other teammates. So then you got Lonzo and you've got Kuzma and you've got PG 13, you've got Ingram, you've got Randall. Shit, that's a squad. Maybe re sign KCP because I like his game as well. Uh, very long, versatile team that could switch on defense and they can play multiple positions I mean that could be a dangerous ass Lakers squad everybody of course is shooting for LeBron and and somebody else I think if you get Paul George first then you bring somebody else in and then it's all good but if you listen to the great poet of our era the great 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 Ice Cube you know he's been saying that when the Lakers try to bring in two superstars in the same offseason, it doesn't work out for them as opposed to just bringing in one at a time. When they brought in Carl Malone and Gary Payton, it didn't work out. When they brought in Dwight Howard and Steve Nash, it didn't work out. But they go out and they make big deals on one person, Shaq. See how that worked out. Kareem, you see how that worked out. Pau Gasol, you see how that worked out. You can... One at a time is best Well we'll see But Lakers Lakers can't be patient They need to win They've been out the playoffs for way too long And they used to them banners And they need to go ahead and get their banners up ASAP So we'll see what happens with them Portland A team I'm moving on quick Portland sorry um, Kind of like the Wizards in Toronto Dame Dollar CJ McCullough A bunch of okay players And you saw what happened when they had to go against a team That had 
a comparable backcourt with in the playoffs, which was Rondo and Holiday, comparable backcourt to go against those two stars and neutralize them. But what New Orleans had was a dominant dude in their front court, which Portland doesn't have. So do they address it? Do they have the money to do it? Do they trade? What's going to happen? They clearly need to do something. Where do they go? But you need more than just all of your firepower in the backcourt. And they're little. OKC, I thought that that was going to work out a lot better than it did. It didn't. I thought that they had established the little big three formula with uh, a good point guard, versatile player, and then two scores that at any different moment, if it came to a playoff series, they could all take turns getting off when they needed to. What happened was Melo showed how old he really was in that offense. And Paul George had to compromise part of his game, in my opinion, based off of Russell's need to dominate the ball and get his numbers. What do they have to do to make moves to go forward? Is anybody going to want to go there and even play with Russell Westbrook at this point, considering KD left? Um, Paul George is most likely to leave. And the only reason Melo's going to stay is because they're going to offer him the money that he wants to stay there. Although he says he ain't coming off the bench. That's a whole other talk show. OKC, what you going to do? And then moving on to the champs. What do the dubs do? They already said they're going to pay KD whatever he wants. The problem isn't with the starters. The problem is going to be with the role players in the bench. And if they can fill out a solid bench to continue this run. The they're, they're all, their four All-Stars only played in half of the games this season. 41 of the 82 games this season together. Uh, but they got it together. That gave the young guys experience to do what they needed to do to get their minutes, get their confidence, and it, it carried over well into the playoffs. How many of these people are they going to be able to keep? Or if they lose some, who are they going to be able to bring in to replace them with? I heard Trevor Ariza is already talking about taking a pay cut to play for the dubs. That's a beautiful thing. You know, if you can't beat them, join them. We're not mad at that. KD did it. Um, that'd be dope. Um, Livingston's still signed. Uh, Quinn Cook is signed. But they've got the young talent, Looney, Bell. They, they got experience. Do they, How many of these young guys are going to stay with the team and try to win? Or are they going to chase money somewhere else when time is up? Uh, that's... What the question will be with the dubs, you know, Draymond, eventually they're going to have to pay Draymond. Clay said he's willing to take a pay cut to stay there and continue to win. But Draymond, who knows what's going to happen? It will be interesting to see what happens in Golden State. But for right now, since it's the NBA offseason, all we got to do is say, yeah, area. Dub Nation. Callan KO brought to you by Anchor. And, and since this is the NBA recap episode, I uh, might as well go back over some of the things that I had said in the past during this NBA season and go ahead and just, you know, revisit those topics. Uh, this is what we call after further review. Um, let's start with the first one, the obvious one. After further review, I was wrong about LeBron. Uh, 
uh, not winning the Eastern Conference and making it to the NBA Finals with the Cavs this year. I was wrong. After further review, you know, player made mistake. That's all I'm saying. I get it. Uh, but in my, in my defense, if I complete my case, you know, at the time, I was judging it off of the team that he had before all the trades. I made that prediction before the trades. And I said, with that team right there, that dude ain't making it to the NBA Finals. Toronto or the Celtics will beat him, is what I specifically said. I said it would be the Celtics or the Raptors. I was wrong. Okay, but Cleveland got smart. And what they did was they made trades. They completely blew the whole team up. And it was Batman with a whole bunch of Robin and role players and he had to do so much more this year than probably any other season and he lived up to it and he got this team that he had only been playing with on the fly for half of the season to the NBA Finals, man. Shit, that's a credit to LeBron James in my opinion. Not saying that I'm a dummy because I think most people bet against LeBron James this year. When they saw him go down 2-0 to the cat uh, to the Pacers, and the battle he had to go through with that very young and talented team in Indiana, uh, but then he got lucky when he got to the second round, and they pulled off the most epic of comebacks in the first game in Toronto while LeBron's talking shit to Drizzy Drake over there on courtside, and then just broke the hearts of the Raptors in that first game and was easily moving on to the conference finals where they faced the Celtics and in my heart of hearts I believe that if Kyrie Irving is on that court I'm not even going to speak about Gordon Hayward being on the court because he got hurt in the first five minutes of the season we never saw him on the court with this team so he shouldn't even be in the equation as far as Oh, well, if he was there, he would have made them better. Yeah, that's an obvious one. He would have made them better. But they did hella good without him throughout the year. And if Kyrie was still on that Celtics team in those playoffs against LeBron James and the Cavs, I believe that my prediction comes true and Boston does beat Cleveland. But it didn't happen. You know, and injuries happen. Injuries had happened all through the season. We had talked about it before. So that is what it is. I was wrong after further review. I was wrong about LeBron getting to the damn NBA Finals. Also, after further review, I was wrong about Houston not being a serious threat. They took the dubs to seven games. Some will say that the only reason the dubs won is because CP3 got hurt. As a Dubs fan, I could say the only reason it went seven games and they got back in the series is because Andre Iguodala got hurt. So it's tomato, tomato when it comes to the sports debate because it's all about injuries. But the fact of the matter is, is my doubt in Houston was more about D'Antoni than it was the team. And what I was proven wrong on was that team was very well structured to cover up Dan Tony's inability to coach in my opinion and adjust he doesn't coach defense but luckily for Dan Tony and the Houston Rockets Chris Paul plays defense and prides himself on it 
PJ Tucker plays defense and does and and dirty work and he prides himself on it and he does that. He grabs boards and he's scrappy and he plays D and he's undersized. Clint Capella, um, you may not have to coach him on D because he's all about that. So the team was very well structured. Your boy Cal was wrong about Houston not being a threat. Yeah, 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 rub it in. And I was also wrong about OKC being a contender. I thought they had the right formula, man. If you guys want to go back to some of these episodes where I said it, I know that I was mentioning Houston and OKC in the episode where I had the homie Kung Fu Kenny on and we was talking basketball. And he even was like, really? I was like, yeah, really? But I thought that OKC had the formula. Just based off of what we've been seeing in the last few years in the trend and hopefully they were going to play together but Melo got played he was old it just didn't work out I was wrong on a couple positive notes I was correct after further review I was right about the Jazz making the playoffs and being a team that could give other teams problems once they got to the playoffs they played defense they have a big man that can maneuver around. Go Bears, no joke. Donovan Mitchell is a beast. Uh, Rubio was passing the ball very nice. They, they were playing very team ball. They got better once the trade happened and they got Crowder from Cleveland. I just saw what Utah was doing. I saw them moving up in the standings and I believed that. And I made this prediction before they were in the playoffs. They had just cracked five 500. And I said that they would make the playoffs and some other teams had to fall for them to get there. But they got there and then they played well. They beat OKC, the team that I thought was going to be the contender. So, and then they gave Houston a little bit of a problem. I mean, Donovan Mitchell had a stupid dunk off the follow-up miss. And then he came dropping down off of the rim like... Uh, Prince in the Dave Chappelle show like game blouses you know what I mean he came dropping off the rim like that so I was very pleased to be correct about the Utah Jazz and the success they had this season after further review and then after the I mean come on now I do I really need to say this one I'm going to just because it's you know, that's just what we do as sports fans after further review I was correct about the Warriors winning the title once again, which everybody was predicting the Warriors to win the title again, but I'm a Warriors fan, so to me, that means something more than it means to just Tim Legler or any other person that's just hating on the team going, well, they're the best team and they should win it. No, I'm all about that. I'm about the dubs. I was happy they won it. I was talking about this with one of the homies while we were watching game four of the NBA finals, which is I'm 40 years old and in my lifetime, I can remember, you know, 10 times where the Warriors even made the playoffs. This run that they're on right now included, right? There has not been much success in the Warriors franchise being a Warriors fan in my lifetime. You know, they won two in Philly. They won one once they got to Oakland with Rick Barry in 74, 75. I wasn't born then. So I didn't see those three titles. So 10 years, I can say I've seen this team make the playoffs. 
And then I look at my homie who's a Laker fan And I'm looking at him and he's older than me I'm like you could probably barely count 10 times that your team didn't make the playoffs So to put it in perspective You know Man I don't even know how to put it in perspective To be quite honest with you This is a beautiful thing Like I still never thought it would happen I always felt like if I saw I'm used to the warrior Let me pump my brakes Hold up let me slow this down I'm a Bay Area fan Of sports teams I'm a Niner fan I'm a Giants fan I'm a Warriors fan I grew up my whole life watching the Niners be great They got five Super Bowls I got to see all of those Right And the Giants were competitive But they never were champions But they were competitive But then they won three World Series 2010, 2012, 2014 So at that point I was sitting there going Well shit I never thought I'd see the Giants win a World Series In San Francisco Because they hadn't won a World Series Since they were the New York Giants So at that point I'm going man If I'm lucky enough to see the Warriors make The conference finals In my lifetime I'm winning That's the bucket list right there Niners got five I saw the Giants win three World Series Um, So if the Warriors Western Conference Finals I'm happy So they did that And they moved on And now they've got three titles in four years So I've seen the Warriors win three The Giants win three The Niners win five And yeah I'm kind of bragging right now And I maybe went off of subject But I'm going to leave this in anyways Because it feels good to say it But damn it yeah after further review I was right about the Warriors winning And no disrespect to some of these other franchises That are used to being better than the Warriors You know For all the shit that I've been through as a Warriors fan Watching this team have great players And then let those players go And then go ball out somewhere else Just to be great on another team Man, I'm gloating all tother tucking day on this one, man. Woo! Yay! I'll see myself out now. I apologize. <laughs>